is the phrase cash runway. Mm -hmm. uh, could you sort of talk about that? What does it, you know, what does it actually mean and what advice do you have uh, for defining and adopting an action plan around a, a solid cash runway? Yeah, so uh, really basically, if you think about it, like, I always think about it like um, you're at an, at an airport, you know, it is literally a runway. Um, and you actually, you don't want your plane to land on the tarmac. <laughs> so the, the plane coming down is, is the cash um, leaving your bank account. And what you really want to do is just get the impetus that you take back off again. Um, so such that you don't dip below zero. Uh, so, so essentially you'll, you'll hear runway sometimes um, post-investment, but often pre. So if you're raising 250 grand and, and someone might say that doesn't sound like a lot. Um, and, you know, often that can be frustrating in and of itself because it's very hard to get any cash, um, let alone, oh, I think you need to raise more. Um, but they'll be looking at what you've outlined that you need to spend the money on and, and literally where in the calendar is that cash going to take you. So you'll also hear things like, what is your monthly burn rate? So over and above. Um, so if you get any income, net that off, basically what you've got going out of your bank. And if you then divide that out over what cash you've got, how many months cash runway does that give you? So when are you going to run out of cash, basically? And what, what you're really looking for, if you're not yet a cash generating business, because you, your runway, um, your burn rate is literally just everything in your overheads if you've not even got income yet and you're developing your product, you, you're literally looking at... Um, yeah, like what, where's this going to take, how, how long is it going to be before I run out of money before I need to raise funding again? And we already allow sort of six months um, generally for a business, three to six months to raise. In the current, you know, landscape with, with COVID-19, you know, private investors are a little bit more reticent. A lot of them have been putting their hands in their pockets, but for the businesses already in the portfolio, because they're, they're not wanting those to fall over for obvious reasons. So a lot of investors have not been looking for new deals. So I've been advising all of my businesses to expect any fundraise to take a little bit longer. So basically the amount of money that you need to ask for has to allow you the time to do that while you're running your business. Um, and that, you know, it's very time intensive process. Um, but you kind of have to find a way. Um, if, you've, if you're not yet generating income, you've got to get more cash in through investment, raising investment. Is there, is there any other things that are more common pitfalls that you find companies fall into when, when they're looking for investment? Yeah, the, there's, there's one particular area which can go one of two ways um, with businesses. So when it comes to, you know, they, 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 they deliver their pitch and they say, yeah, we're going to be raising uh 300 grand or whatever and um you as an investor you might say okay um i quite like what you've just presented to me 300 grand fair enough i'm, I'm kind of happy with it what what are you currently valuing yourselves at at the moment and uh you'll get the yeah i, I don't really kind of understand all of the number stuff which initially makes me worried because whilst that might be true and it's confusing you know going back to what i was saying before about just familiarizing yourselves with the very basics of 
of the mechanics of raising money and what it means is just so important because I'm just thinking if he doesn't understand it where is he get where is he or she getting advice from so in this particular example it was a it was a man which is why I'm reverting to male pronouns um uh, and instantly it, it was sort of raising red flags there um so you know my advice to them was know your stuff if you're going to present to investors at least have it in your mind um so there's the, the two ways it can go is they can dilute they can have diluted too much or you could dilute too much um or you can be just overvaluing yourself um both of those things like could be rectified it just depends on when it gets caught so on on diluting too much um in this particular example i was alluding to um it was actually a practice pitch event but it was with um lots of vcs in manchester who then asked this gentleman the question of you know what are you valued at he said he didn't have a clue um I think I asked him a couple of questions and he actually said, can I have a coffee with you? Um, just because I just wanted to ask you some questions and get some feedback. And I was like, yeah, of course, that's fine. You know, most, uh, most funds um, or most people anyway, in, in kind of investment manager or position would be happy to do that. Um, so when I sat with him and I said, well, okay, uh, how much you've taken on investment before, have you? And he said, yes, yes, we have. And I said, okay, well, well, how much did you, did you, um, how much money did you take on? And he said, whatever it was, it was like, maybe it was a hundred grand or something. Um, and uh, I, I asked a couple more questions that were, you know, not hugely definitive answers, but it basically allowed me to work out that he had given over 50% of his business to this investor and didn't even realize that that was a bad thing. Um, so when I was like, okay, so do you realize what that means? And he was kind of like, no. And I was like, well, we, any investor that's going to come in who isn't nefarious, evidently, wants to make sure that a founder is going to retain the majority of their business because ultimately an investor doesn't want to have to be left holding the baby um, if anything goes wrong. Um, but also you're putting your money into that business because of your belief in that individual or that team. So you need to make sure that obviously you're getting a fair chunk for the, the money that you're giving them, but that they also have enough left such that when they dilute in subsequent rounds, they're still incentivized to continue to grow the company and raise again. It's just basic principles. And um, I, I haven't caught up with the founder since, but I think the only solution that he really had available was to either just grow the business organically with the current shareholding structure that he had um or to wind it up and start again um which is not ideal um but like unless unless this particular person was willing to dilute um significantly to allow him to take on further investment then it wasn't really going to go anywhere uh, the other uh, route which was like overvalue so a lot of people will put very lofty valuations in their decks and they can be negotiated so if they're like we we need this investor um or there's not really a lot of competition for investment then they'll be like okay let's negotiate we can wiggle it about but ultimately if someone's raised investment um let's just say they raised at three million in their last round but you're they've not performed particularly well or maybe there's been a real shift in their market um, or 
they're in a situation where people have got too much equity, they might need to do what's called a down round. So that's basically raising investment at a valuation lower than the previous one. Um, you know, from a kind of marketing perspective, it's not really a sexy message. Um, and, and founders really don't want to do that. But that is why investors will contest valuations that are too chunky that they see, because it's like, if you don't have any need to do it, like you're not trying to prove something or you're trying to demonstrate like an upwards line on a graph, then you don't want to be in a situation when you get to the next raise and someone's like, there's no way you're worth that and you can't raise again. Um, so it, you know, it's purely about preserving some kind of sane middle ground whereby, you know, everyone gets a fair portion for what they're doing, but the founders are left incentivized and they're not going to be, you know, up the creek without a paddle um, at the next race. So yeah, that, that's a common theme, I think, in, in most deals I work with.